Good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to yet another installment of Stay Uncomfortable. This is Johan. It's your boy, O. And uh, we didn't record yesterday. Today's Friday, so you might be listening to this program a little bit later than you would think. Or later than you would like. Yeah. But, um, yeah. How you doing, bro? What's up? I'm doing good. What about you, man? My head hurts a little bit. Not gonna lie. Hopefully it doesn't translate into the recording, you know. Hopefully. I don't think it will. Yeah, hopefully not, but but yeah, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um You know what? Let's just do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do those spiritually, mentally, physically. Okay. Spiritually. I'm out of eight, eight and a half. That's the best one to have on top. Yeah, yeah. Eight and, eight and a half, something like that. That's why, where I am. Why do you? Why is that? Oh, just because Carmen and I have been praying a lot more lately. We've been trying to have a better, you know, seek God more intentionally as of late. Mm-hmm. There's that. Um, mentally, I am at a... I'm going to give myself a seven just because it's been a long week, you know? It's over today, and well, it's not over yet, but yes, it's over today. And um, physically, I'm gonna give myself a, a six just because you know the headache, but yeah. that's all. That's not too bad. Yeah. What about you, bro? So spiritually, I'm like a, I'm like an eight or a nine as well. Okay. Just because, same reason, you know, I feel like. As days go by, the more and more I feel like I've surrendered to God. Sometimes I feel like it's not enough, but sometimes I feel like I feel like I'm I'm doing. Sometimes I feel like He's pleased with what I do, and, and, I, and I get that, and how I go about certain things. Okay. Um, physically, I'm like a, I'm like a six, because I have not gone to the gym at all this week. You haven't gone to the gym this week? Not at all. I mean, it's been like that since like for like two weeks. But Bro, what? But in that's Man, gonna that's gonna change though because the semester's know, ending. I would judge you, but I haven't gone to the gym since August. So, yes, I haven't gone to the gym since August. Whatever. It's all right. We'll get back. But I'm gonna judge you a little bit still because that's like your thing, bro. Yeah, but I'm also in school, so it's like, I mean, it could, every we all have the same twenty four hours. Yeah, but I'm proud of you though. Like, it's not like you're not doing something. Yeah, like just I'm not because, just yeah. yeah. Cause you know I love the gym, so I give myself like a, like a six. I'm just glad my body dysmorphia hasn't gotten bad enough where I think like that I've gained 20 pounds in the past month. Yeah, because that's how it goes usually for people that go to the gym a lot. And then emotionally, mentally, I'm like a seven. Okay. I'm like a seven because, you know, God just puts circumstances in your life that you don't want to go through. Allows doesn't put. Allows, yeah. But we are, he's faithful, man. He really is. He, he's the only reason why my numbers are even where they are now. If someone, like, if somebody was to look at me and and I was to really share my, my circumstances, they'd be like, bro, how are you not, like, at a three or a four? And it's really just because of him. Bro, I feel like the, if there's anyone that's going to listen to this show and uh, there's anything they can take away from this, let it be that God is faithful. He always is, and and the, I'm glad that you said he allows us to feel like that because uh, that reminds me of like when I was re- when I was reading or studying the Bible like a few weeks ago, and, and I think Paul was talking about 
uh the you know the Israelites. Yeah. And he was saying how at one point they felt that God had abandoned them. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case. God just allowed them to feel that way. And that's like he was speaking in the present to us. Yeah. Because obviously in the future it'd be, you know, he'd make all these promises over them that to this day are still Precisely. And I I have my own story about that. Like I think have I said the the story of all right. I'm gonna give any names. All right. You you're gonna know who it is. Uh what 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 year is it? Twenty twenty three, about nine years ago. I'm gonna say nine eight years ago. Okay. I got into this I don't even wanna call it a relationship, bro. It's uh you already know what I'm talking about. You already know. Uh it was it was a two week what's going on type of thing. We were just talking about this, weren't we? Were we? I don't know. I think we were. We might, we might have been. We're just reminiscing, actually. Yeah. And um, the funny thing is that I, I wasn't, I didn't ask anyone out. It wasn't even, you know, her mother was the one who was like, "Hey, listen, would you like to talk to my daughter?" And then I'm like, "Talk, talk." Yeah, exactly. She's like, "You're, you're a man of God. You, you, you're a musician. That's that's what many of these people equate to be a musician nowadays. Yeah, uh, equate to be a man of God. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not you're participating in church, which big no. But let me let me not even go further with that. That's a whole another episode. Yeah, that's a whole different episode. But um, she was like, "Oh, you want to talk to my daughter? Whatever, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Um, I didn't say yes or no because I really wasn't in it. I was just trying to go to work, make my money, keep my head down, and that's it." Right. And that same day, she messaged me like her daughter. And she's like, oh, would you like to talk? My mom, I'm like, oh, I mean, sure, whatever. I felt kind of forced. It, it Here's the thing. It was because it wasn't from God to begin with. And right. when things aren't from God and they try to force them, themselves into your life, they only have one purpose, and, that, and that's destruction. Yeah. You know? And it, unfortunately, it was almost, it was semi-successful, you know, because it could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah. A whole lot worse. Anyway, uh, we were just texting and talking, whatever, for two weeks, bro. And those were the worst two weeks of my whole life. The longest two weeks of my whole life. Her mom, out of nowhere, she was dissecting my, my life because she, she worked where I worked. Yeah, I remember. I'm going to say it. It was an Amazon, okay? Nothing good happens in Amazon. Very few good things happen in Amazon. Yeah. Uh, she worked where I worked. She was looking at every move that I made. She was making things up. She was reporting back to her daughter about what I was doing. And I was like, what's going on? What's going? Oh, my boy Alex is on the live. How you doing, bro? Yo, we're gonna have Alex on the show one day. I know. We we we, we will. I I know it. But anyway, uh, she was dissecting my life, bro. I'm like, I was chilling. I was I was just coming here to work my ten hours and go home. What's going on now? And then I remember one day, the mother texted her while we were at work, and said that I was flirting with another girl. Who had her man, by the way. So that's a terrible rumor to even come up with. We were just receiving together. And um, my, my my biggest thing was I felt like God wasn't there at the end of everything. Like, she texted me back. She was like, oh, my mom told me what you were doing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, 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 yo. That that's enough. Relax. Like we're not doing this anymore. I'm sorry. This was never. And I told her straight up, like this wasn't. I didn't want to do this in the first place. This was not a good idea. I apologize for even giving you any of my energy. I apologize for wasting your time. You certainly wasted mine. We just let that be. Damn. 
I'm sorry, bro. Like, you're not going to come at me with some, some BS like, oh, you're flirting with other girls. Like, if it was anything that serious to begin with. Bro. Like, your relationship, I mean. Hold up. Have you seen... You used to work in Amazon. What did we dress like to go to work in Amazon? What did we dress like? Yeah. I mean, as men, we dress like whatever. Like whatever, right? Yeah. And we weren't looking for nothing else other than those three breaks and to clock out. Yeah, that's true. That's the only thing. We wasn't looking at other women. We wasn't looking... Nothing. We were just trying to make that money. And guess what? I wasn't any different. I was like, you know what? That's enough. Let's not even do this. And I remember... I was uh in a in a car with with a couple of you. It was you, Johnny, I think Crystal was there. It was right after practice. And I just started crying, bro. I just like broke down crying. It I was, don't remember that. You don't? Like, no. I, I do. I, I remember we're taking we're actually taking Crystal home from practice. It was you, me, Johnny, and Jendry. That's who it was. Shout out to Jendry if he ever listens to this. Gotta make that man a visit. Anyway, um point is this is kind of a long story for the beginning of the show, but go ahead. Point is that to bring it back to what you said earlier, um, I was like, "Yo, God, why?" I was, I was fine. I was chilling. I, I, I had actively, and I remember in that moment, I had actively decided not to date my current wife. Listen to what I'm going to say right now. I had actively decided to not date my current wife because I knew that I was not in a good headspace to maintain a relationship and I was going to be damned if Carmen was going to be the collateral damage. I would rather like, you know what, but then I was immature. But why'd you feel like that if you didn't even really like the girl in the first place? Honestly, because I feel like, okay, this just fell into my lap. Okay. Right? I'm not dating anyone. But then I'm like, and then I, I like came back to my senses like, but wait a minute. Carmen and you had already kind of not like really, but you know, we talked about it. Right. But I was like, I'm not in a good space to to get into a relationship, and I proved it. Obviously, it was terrible. Whatever, yeah. whatever happened, even even though it wasn't my fault. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to, to bring things full circle, I I asked Yo God why, what's going on, and he was he basically let me know. He's like, just so you know, I didn't make this happen. <laughs> I just allowed it to happen. I just allowed it to happen. Like yeah. you, you did what you was gonna do. Mm-hmm. But just so you know, no decision made out of desperation is a good one. Facts. And I was like, yo, that's true. Because at the end of the day, I was desperate for something. Maybe not companionship, but something. Mm-hmm. And it, was, um, it wasn't of God what I was desiring. I wasn't desiring a marriage at the moment. I wasn't desire. I was under the guise of maybe this could work, maybe it could not work out. And I'm so glad it didn't, bro. Because I have the best wife ever now. And there, I, I see that person... Now and I'm like mm, I dodged the bullet, I dodged the bullet. Not I mean, you only see from a distance; you never really know. But no, well, things. Let's just say that I know a couple things. You know, I don't want to be. I don't want to go into gossip here. That's no, not, no, that's, that's cool. not what we're trying to do. It's cool. But um, but yeah, no decision made out of desperation is a good one. It's always going to come back to bite you, if especially if you don't stop and consider all the the variables and the alternatives. And um, but yeah, man, it was crazy. Like. Uh, God said, "I'm not. I didn't abandon you. You decided to do your thing, and I mm-hmm. let you go, and so, I let you learn exactly. And I'm glad because after that, nobody was gonna waste my time or entertain me until I, I was able to actually find somebody who was worth it. Which she was there the whole time. Yes, sir. And Alex says he's about to go uh, start working in Amazon soon, bro. May Good God luck. be with you. Yeah, that's, that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Focus God. on focus on getting your money and getting out. Yeah." 
And take advantage of all their benefits. They do have good benefits. Take, that, take advantage of all of them. That's true. You know, that's that's the best advice. Keep your head down. Go do what you're going to do. Friends are fine, but do not let bad influence take over. That's the best thing. That's the best you thing. You know, I'm going to add that point to one of those. We can add it later on. I'm going to add that. I'll add it right now because I'll be the type to forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add it. Write it down. So, while you're writing down, I do have a question because Oscar decided to not come with a question today. Sorry. The question of the day. And I'm going to come. It's going to be. Um, By the way, shout out Hannah that she just got here a little late. Nah, she's here though. What's up, Hannah? Anyway. We just um, started too, so. Yeah. So, um, the question is going to be a little bit. It's going to require you to ponder on something. All right, okay. Okay. And it's going to be maybe a difficult question. Okay. I'm here for What you. is the hardest thing that you had, like that you were struggling with in marriage? That was your fault. That you overcame. That was my fault that I overcame? Yeah. It's that I was struggling with? Mm-hmm. Jeez, I'm hungry. Um, Probably porn. Okay. Uh, what, what, like, is there a follow-up? Okay. I, I want to know if you want to f- elaborate on that or not. Okay. Um, is anything... I mean, amongst other things, I feel like porn was really the root of... The root of everything... Okay. Because porn has allowed me, it allowed me to not be a productive husband. Okay. So when things had to get done, I was not in the mind. I was lazy because porn does that to you. Porn with the act of masturbation with it is makes you lazy. Yeah. Makes you unproductive. Your head is not is never on right and you just don't feel like doing anything. So the times that my wife would be working, I would not, I'd have spent most of my day literally laying around playing video games. Okay. Um, it also affected like the sex life, obviously. obviously. Yeah, you know when you watch a lot of porn, tons of porn, and you know indulge in it, your sex life goes down the drain. For you know some, I've heard people say, "Oh no, it helps me," or you know, I'm still able to go for whatever. I'm like, well, if that's you, eventually it'll catch up. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because it does have that negative effect on your brain. So for me, it was that, and then it got to a point like it got to a point where when I was when I was you know, when I was enjoying what the Lord has blessed, to say it like that, yeah, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be there fully. It'd be like I'd black out. Like, you know how they say women usually, and this is, I don't know if it's true for all of them, but women usually like uh, vocalness. They like to yeah. be spoken to during. And I was just, you can tell that I was just never there. Like it was, I was very selfish in the act. Okay. And it might have, and it might have made me feel even a little less attractive to my wife, to be honest, because you know. All day and night, she'd be out of work for eight hours. During those eight that eight hour period, I might watch maybe like a few videos, just constant, to find okay. the right one because you know how it goes. Yeah. So the addiction basically rooted its way into your everyday day to day task, day to day Exactly. Life. And then it 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 made me an incompetent husband because I wasn't fulfilling my duties not yeah to the household, mm-hmm. also not to my wife because I wasn't putting her first in in, in anything, especially in. That need. Now, let me ask you something. Because, sure, in marriage, that has an obvious effect. Right. right? Did you see that take effect in other areas of your life? For example, at work. Did you see yourself being cloud-minded? Did you find yourself not being present? Like, you were just there, but you weren't, like, there, there? No, I wouldn't say at work. But definitely, definitely my mental space. Because, you know, when you are... You know, us as believers, when we 
especially us that we struggle with pornography. Yeah. I mean, everybody got to carry their cross, but, you know, all crosses are different. Right. So for me, it'd be like, let's say I, w- I would watch it the day before and I would go to work. Yeah. That 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 mental guilt would just ride with me throughout the whole day. Okay. Until I felt like I did something God-pleasing and then it magically went away. Okay. So, damn, that is a hard a hurdle to overcome. Yeah. Especially because it comes with a lot of shame, a lot of embarrassment. And especially since it's something, it's a habit. Like, it's literally an, an addiction. Like, I started at, like, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. Literally, to my shame, this year was, I can say that I'm, like, free for real. I'm glad to hear that. That God has freed me for I'm, real. I'm very glad to hear that. And the the worst thing about that whole thing is that it's encouraged yeah. by, by society. Mm-hmm. Encouraged by want to be men. Uh, it's all we know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all we're, we're really shown mm-hmm. it's everywhere and then it, it, it's the the biggest issue is that we're expecting this not to be an issue once we get married yeah oh that's it we got married we're gonna we're not gonna need we're gonna have the real thing that's yeah. what we tell ourselves but then we forget that we were never looking for the real thing when we were watching these videos because none of it is real it's an over exaggeration it's acting it's a lot of it is not consensual a lot of it is really bad yeah and we are putting this uh this Hollywood, uh, let's just say this Hollywood mentality into our marriage, right? And then when we don't see that it it equates to what we get in the in these videos, we we spiral. Yeah, and it's and I you know I thank God that I didn't get to a point, but not just mentally and everything, but there's people who eventually it does affect them even financially because it's not even the free stuff at one point isn't enough, and now you have to pay for somebody to like. You have to pay either on like on OnlyFans, let's say for example, or like I've seen, I've heard stories through podcasts, other podcasts that people literally call somebody, a woman who was, I guess is a sex worker and yeah. they'll literally like, he'll pay her literally for her to just like insult her, him through the phone, bro. that type of stuff. And I'm like, that is insane. Bro, there's, there's, it has gone, gotten to the point where I don't know if you saw it recently. There was this woman who she has in OF and she met up with. Her top spender. It was her stepdad. Was it? Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. Oh, oh the bald guy? I think so. Because I just seen, I saw that on Instagram yesterday. No, that can't, that can't be, bro. I didn't. Stop. Bro, I literally saw that on Instagram yesterday, and it said that girl realized, I think, it might be the different one, but I saw I one, hope so. That's I saw one yesterday. terrible. That the girl's stepdad spent like 2K No, no, no. A whole different one. This is a whole okay, different okay. one. Okay, okay. This man... She met up with a top spender, whatever. Spent, I'm gonna lean in here, sixty four thousand dollars on this woman in one month. My first question is, what does this man do for a living? That was the first thing I asked myself. What does this man do for a living? It's always, you know, what, what I what's crazy? It's just, it's always the guys who you never expect. Honestly, he was open about it. Whatever, he was fine. They met up. They made whatever. And it's it's um. I do not like how normal this is becoming. It's been normalized for a while, but it's mm-hmm. becoming to the point where it's okay mm-hmm. for you to spend 64 beans, 64 bands on a woman that you're not even touching. Yeah, that's insane. On someone that you do not know if they're ever going to meet you on a screen, something. Bro, for all we know, 
in the in the future, you might be spending this money on someone that you think is a real person, but it was AI the whole time. Probably. So. Which at that point they're just they're robbing you. Mm, mm, I don't know if you're getting robbed, bro, because you're you're putting money in someone's pocket. No one put a, a gun to your head. That's yeah, but I mean, yeah. So this man, I feel like he just became lucky because I've seen a lot of deep fakes of of random people of like celebrities that look like I I was like, yo, that's not. Yeah, that's not that's really not a real person. Yeah. So, with that being said, it's becoming insane, and I feel like we have to. That that's the one of the biggest purposes of this show. We want to steer the culture that men are going to. You know, we want to steer them towards God. Exactly. You know, even those men who don't necessarily believe in God, we want to steer them towards God's principles. Yeah. And what a it is lifestyle. to be a man, a good husband, even if you're not married or if you're single, a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, of course. You know. So with that being said, um, that is uh, that's something that many men go through in marriage that they don't think it's an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, pornography is definitely rampant in marriages, and um, I'm glad for one that you were actually able to overcome that because that is not an easy feat. Mm-hmm. It is not as someone who was exposed to it by a 40 year old man when I was eight years old. I talked about this on the last show. If you want to go listen to that after this one, obviously. But um, I was exposed to it by a 40-year-old man when I was eight years old. And ever th- ever since then, it's like my, my brain has been corrupted by, by whatever it is that I see. Because I was exposed to it at such a young age. And I thought that it was normal because this man was literally saying, hey, come look at this. Hey, come look at this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's abuse in my opinion. Yeah. There's a lot of things that can be considered child abuse nowadays that, you know, it's crazy out here. Yeah. but Is that your answer, by the way? No, no. Oh. I'm no. curious to hear yours. No, uh, mine, um, something that I really had to get over with, I had to get over myself when it came to this. My inability, or not even inability, my lack of desire to be accountable. And and here's, here's what's going on with that, okay? So when I first got married, I kind of didn't factor in that I'm no longer a single man in the sense of accountability. Okay. When you don't feel like you have to be accountable to another person, there goes communication skills out the window. Mm. You do whatever it is that you're going to do. You do not consider the person next to you. Mm -hmm. That can be interpreted as you do not care about that person. And to a certain extent, it's true. Uh, Everything that I was going to do, whatever my wife would find out afterwards, oh, you didn't tell me that mm-hmm. we that we were invited to XYZ. You just decided that we're not going. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you ask me? And at first, I was like, oh, it's a big deal. Right. We're grown adults. Right. You can make your own decisions. I can make my own decisions. I'm not holding you down. I don't want to be... O- my excuse was I don't want to be overbearingly or, or controlling, right? Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not demanding the same amount of accountability from you. And that's a guy's. That's that's a, a, a poor excuse for, I'm not willing to be accountable. And then I had to sit down. Like Carmen, she was really gracious with this. She got a, she got really angry a couple times, but when she did sat, sit down to talk to me about it, um, she was very gracious and explained to me. She said I shouldn't have to explain to you, because again we're married. Yeah. But you you don't live alone, and you're not even your own person anymore. Now, to the standard man who's listening to that, that can sound controlling. That can sound manipulative even. 
but it's not because biblically speaking, we are no longer two, we are one. Right. If she is my wife, she is not my roommate, she is not a friend, she is my wife. There are certain things that come along with the title of being a husband. There are privileges, but there are also responsibilities. Mm -hmm. One of those responsibilities is to make sure that she doesn't have to do any guesswork when it comes to what's going on. I'm going out. Either we're going out. I let you know. You let me know if if you're okay with it. If there's anything else that 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 we have to do. Yeah. Because again, it's not asking for permission. We're as grown adults, marriages. We do not ask for permission. We make aware. We communicate. Yeah. And then just we we ask for their opinion, and this is when we let them talk. Right. Because just because I say I'm gonna go out doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, babe. I was either hoping that we could stay home tonight, spend some time together. Well, babe, I was, um, we, we do have a couple things to do mm-hmm. that get in the way of whatever it is that you're thinking about doing. Or, sure, just don't come back too late. I'll be here. Which in that second one, at that point, it's your, if there's things that you got to do, mm-hmm. that's the leadership in you that you got to do it now. Exactly. But, 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 again, I had done my best to make sure that I didn't listen to uh stupid men when it came to marriage because right. a lot of them oh you do whatever you want to do you're the man of the house xyz and that's not that's not what me the man of the house means nope that's not what that is however i had for whatever reason um adopted the mentality that do not let your wife emasculate you quote unquote and being a communicator being a good communicator Taking into consideration your wife's opinion and her feelings does not emasculate you. No. In fact, it makes you more of a man, in my opinion. Of course. Because you're not you're not defining your definition of masculinity based on what you can get away with in marriage. That's not what it is. Oh, my my, my wife don't say nothing. She lets me do whatever it is. That's I, what the that's what the culture has, has exactly has wanted to do. And that's toxic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's what real toxic masculinity is. Mm-hmm. It's it's just not having any sense of accountability. And all. and it literally since the beginning of time it's been like that cuz what did Adam do? Bro, Adam Adam went ahead, bro, and ate from the fruit and he didn't he blamed everybody and their moms except, except for himself. himself. That's why and just a little thing, that's why literally Eve ate the fruit, right? Mhm. God went directly to who? To Adam. He didn't go to Eve. No, because he gave Adam the, the, the mandate. Like, Yo, listen, bro. He went to the leader, mm-hmm. to the one who was supposed to lead. You know what's funny? Adam exaggerated the rule even to Eve. Like, God told <laughs> God told Adam, don't eat from it. He told Eve, don't even touch it. Mm-hmm. Which you can say to a point, sure, that's great. Let's avoid it at all costs. Right. But then when it comes back, it's like, yo, the woman, she's blaming Eve, that you gave me. Now he's blaming God. That man gaslit God. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) He tried to gaslight God, bro. The balls on Adam. No, no, literally, bro. Like. Yeah, literally. The balls. (laughs) (laughs) He tried to gaslight God. The woman you gave me. Like, hey, what are you doing, bro? That's funny. What are you doing? This 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 ain't my fault. You said she's my ideal helper. I was hungry and she helped me. I don't know what to say about this. Yo. Bro. 
And then but I feel like that trickles down into like almost every marriage across, bro. Because yeah. it's, because we it's it's pride. If we boil it down to what it really is, it is pride. It's pride. Why am I reluctant to let this woman? Because here's the thing: if I don't trust my wife, that says more about me than it does about her. Why did I choose a woman, or why why did I get married with a woman that I don't trust? So either I acknowledge that I chose poorly. Or I also, or I acknowledge that you have to man up in this sense and listen to your wife. Yeah. Listen, you listening to my wife, I say this all the time, has been the best thing that I have done in my marriage. If I have seen my blessings come through when I listen to her, and I've also forfeited blessings when I decide not to listen to her. So either you choose poorly or either you lead poorly. Ex- Ooh, either you choose poorly or you lead poorly. That's true. And it's crazy that, Leading like leading your wife can also look like listening to her. Absolutely. We don't think about that. We just think about leading as in do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. We hear and we automatically look for the solution. Mm-hmm. And that and and I don't know why we we insist on acting like boys and not men in marriage, which leads us sort to today's topic, which is that was a good one. That was a good segue. Yeah. Anyway, uh, today we're going to be talking about how to know if you're dating a man or a boy. Exactly. And we wrote down a few points here, and we're going to elaborate. And if you guys in the comment section want to elaborate with us, feel free. Exactly. Also, we're going to be reading off these points. I'm going to go discussing them. Exactly. So, right off the bat, bro, what's the first one? Right off the bat, we got boys make promises they can't keep. Men say it and mean it. Okay. And this right here is lacking. I mean, these are all things that lack and probably us and ourselves have been like, yeah, babe, you know. Yeah. I'll do this later, or I'll change this one thing that you keep saying to me that I'm not going to do, and we just never end up doing it. Yeah, and I just want you all to know, too, that we're going to re- be reading these, but many of these we have participated in, even within marriage. Oh, yeah, many of these are me. And we're we're not trying to, again, I, I always say it, if you want a fake portrayal of what marriage is, please go ahead and get off this live and go to a different live or go to a different channel. We're not going to show you fakeness here. We're going to tell you exactly what's up. And for one, I have participated in that because many times I have made promises that I didn't keep mm-hmm. to my wife. Right. And to a certain point, that can even be considered manipulation just mm-hmm. to get her off of your back. Just to get her off your back. It's not even because you want to lie to her. Momentarily. Not, exactly. And sometimes maybe you even say it intentionally. Yeah, for example... um, What's my most famous example? Let's go back to the sink. Always the sink. Always the sink. I'm all... yeah. There was a time where that sink was leaking from the bottom, right? And um, there was a... and also the, the faucet was really loose. Okay. Bro, that sink was like that for like two years. And I was like, nobody, I'm going to call a plumber. Nobody, I'm going to get... I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, do it, do it, do it. And one day, we were having an argument. And she's like, look at the sink. You promised me that that would be fixed by now, but you haven't even looked at it. You haven't even touched it. Two years is a lot of grace to give somebody, too. Bro, two years at that point, that's... So shout out to your wife. Yeah, that's damn near... I don't even... Whatever, I'm not going to go down. But when I actually went ahead and fixed the sink, it took me a total of 35 minutes to get it done. Including going to buy the piece that I needed to put on. I could have saved myself... Two years... Of, of having my wife repeat the same thing to me. 
Mm-hmm. I could have saved myself that with a 35-minute effort. And God only knows how, how like, God only knows because we, we think of, th- we see things as like, you know, surface level, but God only knows just those, that, that 30 minutes that took you to do that. In those two years, it could have that literally could have probably shifted the landscape of where you'd be right now. Honestly, because here's the thing: in those two years, instead of it being, oh, my husband promised me that he was going to take care of something, and he did. It was my husband has been telling me he's going to take care of this, and Mm -hmm. he doesn't. How can I trust him for? And even if she don't communicate it, that might still be in the back of her head, bro. That that breeds resentment Mm -hmm. and fosters uh, a poor view of your man when you do that. And for the men, or yeah, I'm going to call the guys. I'm not going to address anyone as a boy, okay? Because I believe that we want to do better. Right. If you don't, then you are a boy, okay? That's all I'm going to say. But if you want to do better, I'm going to call you a man today, okay? Um, For the men listening to me, there is a strong uh, level of um, leadership that comes with keeping your word. What, what I mean by that is you're, you're going to be seen in a different light when you are a man of your word. There was a time in this country or in the world where a man's word was the most was the heaviest thing. It had the most weight. It, when a man said, yes, I'll be there by noon, he was there by 11.55. That's Matthew 5.37, because I got it written down. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Exactly. That is a very deep scripture, in my opinion, because... Integrity. We all know, we all know men who are like that. They're few. They're not that many, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to, we want to be those men and we want to encourage and inspire other men to be like that. But we all know a few men whose yes is yes, I'll be there, I'll do it, I'll take care of it, and whose no is no. Case in point, example, uh, Carmen's brother-in-law, which I consider to be my brother-in-law, Eric and Robert and Omar, all, oh. all of them. You can, They can tell you, we're going to resolve X, Y, Z. They can tell their wives, I'm going to make sure that this is working by the end of the day. And they will not leave until that's working by the end of the day. Bro, so t- for me, I've also I've also had a, a sink issue in my household where... What is I, it with these sinks, man? I don't know. I mean, my issue was just like, we just, we ended up, we had we got a new sink and I was just trying to put it together myself. And yeah. the, the tube that... that Cause you know there's two tools, one for hot water, one for cold water. Right. One of them was not reaching, so it was just a whole big deal. I think I remember I even called you and you were at Robert's house or something like that. Mm-hmm. Never got fixed. But I also one of the promises I remember that just come to mind right now is I remember that um it was one Thanksgiving, I had promised my wife that I would have dinner at mm-hmm. her parents' house, but then I also promised the boys that I was gonna go Black Friday shopping with them. What did you, where Oscar? Well, you don't want to know what my what tell immature right, Oscar picked. Tell me, <laughs> tell me right now that you didn't go with the boys, bro. Remember I went with the boys. Oh, this man went to the to the hundred outlets, didn't he? I went with the boys, and even graciously enough, my wife was still she was still with me after that. To uh, many people's surprise, but bro. I look. She literally she didn't want me to go so bad that she took my car. And maybe, and maybe I'm, I'm, you know, I remember that. I, it's a lot of detail, but I mean, it's like years ago. She literally took my car keys and she left as in like, you're not going anywhere. And even then I went, I took her car, went to pick up my car, then to go, went to go pick up the boys. Insane. Insane. And I'm trying to look for it here, but there's like a, there's like a fruit of the spirit that goes like, a, that goes along with that, that, that. That I believe goes along with that, and it's basically saying how um, 
I'm trying to find it here. I literally like was on it yesterday. But I've I I forgot to be honest. I forgot. But it's happened to me too and it's like you really got to be a man of, of your word. Your yes got to be yes and your no got to be no. There is no in between. And furthermore, like that that literally that verse says in that verse is like and if it and if it's not like that. No, no. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are the fruits of the spirit. It was a note that I wrote. Okay. But look, look now that you're there, look up Matthew Matthew um 5 what I say? Uh, Matthew five seventeen, I think that's what it was. I'm not five thirty seven. Five thirty seven. Shout out to Anthony. He's on the live. Yeah, five thirty seven. Just read that whole thing. Uh, hold on, let me look for it right now. Let's see. This isn't a Bible study, guys. Either. I don't like this version, but whatever. All you need to say is simply yes or no to anything. Oh, all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. That last part. Anything that is not of this comes from the evil one. Because it's a lie. It's a lie. Everything that is not fully okay. The okay, truth. Let, let, let's let's talk about this, right? So, if you are He's getting hyped, I like it. What happened? You getting hyped? And I yeah. Like okay. Let, let's let's. Okay. Hold on. What does what what does the Bible describe that the devil does? Deceive to lie, deceive, to lie. and destroy. Right, right. Wait, yeah, right. To lie, to lie, to to steal and to destroy. Right. When you say yes, and your yes isn't yes, it's a no. It's a lie, which is why it comes from the evil one. You mm. never; those words were never inspired by God. Mm. It was inspired by your pride and inspired by the devil. Because when you say yes to something, even doesn't matter how simple it is. Yes, baby, I will be there. Yes, baby, I will take you. Yes, baby, I'm going to work that overtime that we need for us to get that money to pay mm-hmm. that bill. And we don't do it. That yes was never going to come to fruition because it didn't come from God. And it, and it's exactly what you were saying earlier about you just did it to get off your back. Exactly. And, and again, we might say with the best of intentions, yeah, we'll get to it eventually. We'll get to it eventually. We'll get to it eventually. Nah, what happens is we have other plans already. Whatever it is that we have in front of us is a priority. And we neglect the fact that our priority should to be to make sure that our, that our house, and by our house, I mean our home, or by our home, I mean our marriage is in its best shape. And our marriage is not going to be in its best shape if our wives cannot see us as the men that we say that we are. So, what I found was the fruit of the spirit, gentleness. Gentleness. And many people think that gentleness, and I wrote it down, is like, it doesn't mean timid or passive. It is the quality of a man who is angry at the right time and never at the wrong time. All right, so I'm going to ask you to say that again, because that's going to just... Bro, not timid or gentleness, the fruit of the spirit, not timid or passiveness. Right. It is the quality of a man who is angry at the right time and never at the wrong time. So there's a right time to be angry. God was angry at one point. Yeah, but the, but then why do we always get angry at the wrong time? Because like we always go back to it's the and, realest and, emotion. And, and let's talk about it. Let's talk about that. Even in this example that we're talking about, again, this is uh, real men keep their promises. Right. Boys do not. Which, again, you can interpret that as manipulation. Right. Have you noticed that whenever it is that we are called out by our wives for not uh, holding up a word that we ourselves gave. We get angry. We get angry. We always want to throw it back at them. 
Oh, but you don't know. Because there's no accountability. Oh, but I work. There's no accountability. Bro, let's let's just talk about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention the video games. I'm sorry. I just gotta go there. Bro, <laughs> your your wife asks you, please, baby, when you get home from work, don't sit in front of the PS the PlayStation for four hours. Let's talk about the example from, from last week. The 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 smoke beepers. Bro, <laughs> because it's something so it's simple. So simple. Your your wife already bought the battery. Just put it in. Just boop, pop it in. That's, That's it. It's a five second job. And like, bro, the amount of times that I go, I've gone to people's houses, and I just hear that beep every two minutes. You just beep, and even and even people like I'll I'll be on YouTube and I'll watch an influencer or whatever yeah. people with money. Because it's not a money issue. It's an irresponsibility issue. Yeah. You can have all the money in the world, and if you're not going to take care of yourself, you're not going to do it. But what, let, let's go back to that example that I was giving. The video games, yeah. Your wife asks you to please, please pay attention. Something she shouldn't even have to ask you. If you have kids, it's even worse. Hey, baby, take care. Your kids. If you're going to game, at least sit down with your kids. Mm-hmm. Or forget the game. Let's sit down at the dinner table and actually talk about our days. Yeah. Or what, what about what we did in the day? Please don't neglect us. Which at that point, how are your grades at school, son? How are you know? Anything. Just be a father. Be a husband. Be involved. Be present. Yeah. Do what you promised you were going to do in the altar. That's all we're asking, right? Oh. Okay, baby. I won't do it. Two weeks go by. You're still doing it. When she calls you out, oh, but I work. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I need to unwind. I need to decompress. You don't know what I go through out there. That can all be true. But it should never come at the expense of your family. And at the end of the day, you you said that you weren't going to do it. That's Whoa. the entire thing. You promised. It doesn't matter. You cannot say one thing today and tomorrow turn around and say, oh, well. Bro, you are a man. You are a man. Stop. We, you know what it is. I think us men ourselves try to make the word man from go from this to this to justify everything that we do. Yeah. And to normalize everything that we do. Why? Because we don't want to take responsibility. Being a man is. I'm sorry. If you was not ready to to put the video game down and take care of a household, you, you really you really should have just stayed single or stayed at your mom's or done whatever. If you was not ready to really take up the role, put up. That put leave the video games or just balance it out or whatever or leave it or mm-hmm. leave childish things behind and not do the things that a man should do. Yeah. Not even just video games. If you don't know how to manage your money, if you don't know how to work, if you don't know how to work hard, if you don't have something going for yourself, you should have just stayed in a boy's place. Straight up. Straight up. Like you shouldn't occupy a space that a man could have done something right. Because you're wasting a woman's time now. You know what just came to my head? Go ahead. What did I just tell you earlier? That I, I watched one movie, the Spider-Man movie, right? Yeah, Spider-Verse, which is such a good movie. Spider-Verse, the last Jeez. one. Go ahead. The spider that bit Miles Morales was not meant for him. It was not. Therefore, the, the, the Spider-Man, the spider was supposed to be in a place for that, for that dimension to have a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That, spider, that dimension did not have a Spider-Man. What did the city look like? It was it was gone. It was terrible. It was depleted. Because that role was meant for somebody else. Yeah. Man. Look <laughs> it it's it, it really baffles me how we can do all of this, right? So now you destroyed not okay, not the dimension, but you destroyed a whole household just because you got the position that you weren't even ready to have. And let's say that the position belonged to you, right? Because okay. I'm not gonna say because here's the thing. Once you're married Because Miles got it, but Miles Miles is Spider Man for exactly. real. Exactly. He put he put in the work. Yeah. But Continue. here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say. 
you occupied a position that maybe you weren't ready for. Now, you have to get ready for it while you're in that position. Mm-hmm. It's, what could have been uh, a degree now has become on-the-job training. Now you have to go through it. Mm-hmm. Now you have to make sure they get... Because... Field training. Exactly. It's it, And it's going to suck. You know why? Because you're not going to see the the fruits of what would have been a, a straight up off the bat, I'm a good husband. Now you have to give a testimony how you used to be, like what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Like you and me are doing right now because yeah. you, you and I have both been bad husbands and good husbands. I'm going to say it right now. That's just what it is. We've both lived the reality of what it is to not fulfill a promise and to fulfill a promise. And we've seen both things on the like we've seen both reactions yeah it's good and it's bad mm-hmm. so at the end of the day let's wrap up this point because we do have a couple more to go to yeah if you say yes or no or whatever just to get your wife off your back that's literally manipulation if you're doing it under knowingly that you're not going to follow through that's manipulation and you're not giving your wife a fair chance to do what she has to do because now she many times she has bro the most gut wrenching thing is to see your wife doing something that you promised that you were gonna do. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna just be straight up honest. And some some men might might hear this and be like, "Come on, bro, really? Like I don't no isn't an option." I'm gonna be straight up. No is not an option. That's true. Many might my, many might accept it and be like, "Unfortunately, whatever," but it's really not an option. Because you made you made that promise on the altar, and you're the man of the house. She's not asking you to to become a millionaire overnight. She's not asking you to do things that are compromising her morals, bro. She's asking you to take care of your home. This is and uh, the reason no is not an option is because she shouldn't even have to be asking you this. In she the shouldn't first have case. to ask you, and she's not asking you not even for a chore. She's asking you to take care of her. Yeah, you know one of the biggest complaints my wife had with me when any of that was going on was she's like, John, it's, it's your lack of initiative. Why do I have to ask you to do so? Like, do you, she, and, yeah, and I'm there with you. And she would be like really psychological with it too. She would be like, kind of like your mom. She'd be like, don't you want to see a good looking home? Don't you want to see me happy? And, and maybe people might, Oh, why is she say talking? No, no. It's a valid question. Yeah. It's a valid question. Don't you want to see your home look nice? And she also, she never made the mistake of comparing me to another man. Because mm. she doesn't need to see, she doesn't need me no. to act like another man. No. She needs me to act like the man I said I was going to be. Mm. So she was like, look, 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 look at the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Do you see, do you see how that faucet is leaking? <laughs> I couldn't do that job because I called a, cl- a plumber. Mm-hmm. And when he did, he had to do. I didn't even know those pieces existed, to be honest with you. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. All I'm saying is, she she asked me a very, a very valid question. Do you not want to see this home? And if you don't, what are you occupying your mind with? What is getting in the way of this work? And I'm like, nah, baby, you're right. I've been lazy. I've been procrastinating. I've been... Uh, using the excuse of work, using the excuse that oh, there are other things in the way. I And she said, don't pat your, yourself on the back just because you do a bare minimum effort. You mow the lawn sometimes. You take out the garbage, and I have to put the garbage bag back. You, you and, and, and I was like... Even half-ass everything is mm-hmm. still like... And then I'm like, all right, I have to take a step back. And even now, 2023, I still wrestle with 
wanting to do, like leaving things for later. And, and there's a, a scripture that I always have to remind myself of. Do not leave for tomorrow what you can do today. And every time I, last night, yeah, uh, on Wednesday, I decided not to put diesel in my truck, right? Just quick, quick analogy. Okay. In my, in my truck, right? When I came from work. I parked the truck and I said, I'll just do it tomorrow. Because of that, I added an extra two hours to my day yesterday. So never leave for tomorrow what you can do today. And if you live by that principle, bro, your life quality is going to increase exponentially. And just to move on from the other point, just my, my last statement on it is like you're not always as a man. I get it. You're not always going to want to do things. You, We always want to kick our feet up. We always want to chill. We always want to do. You're not going to want to do things. You, Yeah. But you got to do it, bro. You got to be intentional. You take out the trash. I There's been times where I've taken out the trash something like that or or not or not even that like I'll take out the trash and the then the people in the next day will take out the trash I'll get home from work the bin will be there in the front right. instead of where it needs to be in the back and I'll pause in the middle I don't want to take that I don't want to walk around the whole house to take the bin back nope I'd rather cuz I've done this before I'd rather just leave the bin there the whole week and then when it's time to take out the trash walk the trash bags across my house it to through the front and put it there and sometimes you really gotta like if you don't want even even if you don't want to take the two extra minutes, just stop and think for a moment. Like, like bro, what the hell? Just put the bin back. Literally, bro. bro like, what the like? My trash bin has known how to sit on the curb for a couple of days, and I'm trying not to do that anymore. Yeah. Number one, because my neighbors probably be like, "Yo, what's the man doing?" You're trying. All it is, it's an effort, and to again to wrap up this point. You've been we, wrapping up for a minute. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> but it's a good. It's a. It's an. It's a, honestly, I feel like this is the most important point because if you keep your word, you're gonna be a good husband. Yeah, that's it. If you are a man of your word, you're gonna be a good husband. So, again, to wrap this point up, if you are a man who can keep your word, you promise your wife that you're going to take care of whatever it is that she. If you have kids, and you say, "Hey, baby, I got the kids. You relax today. I got you." That shouldn't be a once in a blue moon type of thing, because you promised her when she was pregnant, "Hey baby, I'm not gonna, you're not gonna be in this alone. I got you. I'm not gonna be like other husbands who let the wife take care of all of the kids. You know, she was afraid going into motherhood to begin with. It's not your job just to ease that. It's your job to prove to her that you are a competent husband and that raising a child is not a one uh, a one sided effort. And you gotta prove that to her because you never know what she went through. Exactly. She, her mom was alone when she was pregnant, so you just you just made a promise generational. Exactly. Maybe she didn't have a dad growing up. She doesn't, so she doesn't know what a good father looks like, and you have to show her what a good father looks like. But to that's your a daughter. that's a that's another. We gotta move on. That's bro. another. Because then we, story, we get into man. trauma, and then we get into. Ooh. But, but isn't it? But, but it's so it's so crazy how keeping a promise can heal another person's trauma. Oh my! Say that again. You say that again. Keeping your promise can help heal another person's trauma. <laughs> But that's another story. We we've been saying that, but we never go back to those stories. <laughs> <They're> so <laughs> bad. We, yeah, we gotta. But with number two, again, how do you know you're dating a boy and not a man? Okay. Number two, a man is inspired by your strength, and not intimidated by it. If your wife makes more money than you, get over it. That's really what I what I was thinking about that when you read that point. Yeah, I can imagine. Why is it that that's the first thing that comes to my mind? Back to the pride. Bro, I have seen 
which again, I even hate to call these people men, but I've seen those podcasts of like alpha males, red pills, uh, XYZ, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. They equate men to what's in their pockets. If you have a lot of money, you're a good guy. You're a man. If you don't have a lot of money, you're not a man. I'm not saying that a man shouldn't be up financially, but not everybody's going to be up financially or at least all the time. It's, it, it'll come in due time. Yeah. And also, if your money goes, what, what, does that, what does that leave of you, right? So what ends up happening is they tell men that if your wife is making more money than you, there's a problem. So I want to get I want to I want to talk about something else real quick. Okay, go ahead. Because I, I'm feeling a little. Vulnerable. Wait, let, let, let me let me finish the point. Let me go finish. ahead, go ahead. Because it's gonna sound like I'm just. When we talk about being uh, your wife's strength, not being intimidating to you, but it, but you're proud of her for doing that. Mm -hmm. That that's the first thing that will um will come to your. That's the first thing that'll that'll come to your mind. A woman making more money than you, and I've been that guy. My wife at one point was making more money than me because right. I was just straight up unemployed right. for whatever reason. And I'm, I'm, I remember somebody who was really irrelevant to me, and I'm like, bro, doesn't that embarrass you? They said that to you. They said that to my face. <laughs> like, bro, doesn't that embarrass you? Like your wife? I'm like, no, because. She she's doing her thing, and I find strength in her strength. It motivates you. There's no reason for me to feel intimidated by by my wife doing good. That's mm -hmm. the most counterintuitive, contradicting thing I can I can hear a man say that his wife is doing something good. Again, men who have wives that are business owners, that they're grinding, they're putting the work, their discipline, that cannot intimidate you. Nope. You have to find strength in her strength. But go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. So I'm feeling a, a little vulnerable right now. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna share something. Okay. Because every time we talk about like strength and and you know so and something like that, we it, it always goes to money and the woman being the breadwinner or whatever. But um, being inspired, you like being inspired by your wife's strength and not intimidated by it reminds me of um how much I was intimidated by the level of commitment that my wife had to God compared to me. I feel like that's a whole different level, bro, because we can talk about money all we want. We can talk about money all we want. But when we see our wives... So, oh, I've never said this publicly. I don't think I've ever said this to you, even though you might have a clue. Okay. The reason I hated playing the piano when my wife led worship mm -hmm. was because I felt like I wasn't worthy to play while she was singing. You never told me that, actually. Every time I would see on the schedule... Oh, but I don't get emotional. Every time, every time I would see on the schedule her name leading, because you know we had a schedule. Mm -hmm. You know how you always be like, "Oh, you can take one Sunday off." I'd be like, "I'm taking that Sunday off." Yeah. And it was because I was intimidated by how much she loved God compared to what I felt how much I loved God. Dang. And you felt intimidated by that. I did. You felt like you were less than. Yes. That's crazy because for for a number of reasons. Number one, I feel like that all goes back into um, performance based based faith. We we end up forgetting that there's no such thing as a spiritual level. And the crazy thing is that I had this conversation during our our healing process. Mm -hmm. um, this same conversation, and she looked at me. And she said, "I felt the same way about you." Yep. See, that's what I'm saying. It's a it's it's a stupid redundancy. 
Like she looks at you, she feels something that that's completely opposite to what you're feeling to, towards her. And there's now there's two people who don't feel worthy to be doing something for God just because y'all didn't talk, bro. Straight up. Yeah. And and not not just that. You could have talked to me because for context, I was a, the musician's leader in this time, and he was a keyboard player and. Uh, I made the schedule for the musicians, mm-hmm. which was the stupidest schedule because it was always the same ones playing all the time. Yeah. But I tried to be a little bit intentional mm-hmm. to, you know, not have everyone playing all the time because right. I feel like you do need rest. You, yeah, exactly. And if had you told me, yo, bro, listen, X, Y, Z, I would have said, bro, you can take as much time as you want. We'll figure it out. Because the last thing that I wanted was to be overbearing because I know how much... How much toll a worship ministry can take on a person? I've been a victim to it. Every- Although if I feel, I feel like if I would have told you why, you would have been like, no, bro, like that's your future wife. Like that's beautiful. I would have told you to talk to her. Well, yeah, and I mean, even that would have would have helped. Yeah, of course. But 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 again, it's like it's it's such a, a little thing. We get caught up in our minds. Mm-hmm. And what I would have said was, instead of being intimidated by her closeness to God. I would lean into that. Let me be there too. Mm-hmm. Let me like, don't, don't like, I don't want to shy away from that because I, I realized I, I need to phrase this properly because I haven't said it in years, but I remember what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> when God's holiness, his goodness, his, his graciousness amplifies our sin. It amplifies our shortcomings, our imperfections. Mm-hmm. So, the closer we get to somebody who we think is close to God, and maybe they were close to God, the more we're going to see our own imperfections, right? I feel like that's that's something that God designed on purpose so that we can want to, we do the opposite of what God would want us to do. Right. Instead of seeing our imperfections and our sin and our shortcomings, instead of wanting to put that behind us and run towards God's holiness and leaving that behind, we kind of like reinforce ourselves behind those imperfections and say, because of this, I cannot get close to God. And that's what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens in a split second. Mm-hmm. We don't even analyze it that deeply. But that's what ends up happening. And I feel like that can happen in many areas of our life. Same thing. Again, if you're intimidated by your wife's success, instead of participating in that success, being happy that she has a successful trajectory. Let it be spiritually, monetarily, physically, whatever it is. Instead of leaning into that and being proud that that is even a thing, we make it about ourselves because that's really what ends up happening. It's like, it's not even okay. I'm glad that you're there. It's more, why am I not there? When it was never about you to begin with. Nope. We have to learn how to celebrate other people. And if you cannot celebrate your own spouse... You, you, you're acting like a boy. If you can't celebrate your spouse's uh, success stories, mm-hmm. you're acting like a boy because what's going to happen when they fail? If you cannot celebrate when they're happy, are you going to smile when they fail? Are you going to feel superior to them and say, mm, now's my time to shine? Yeah. That's egotistical. Very. And fruit of the flesh. Exactly. Work of the flesh. Envy. It, so... Be, um, Manny says, being intimidated by my parents' success sounds foreign to me. L- let's use that example, too. Imagine, no, like... Ahead, I, I don't, I don't let, know what he means. Either. No, no. 
parents. Let's just say parents, right? Okay. You're living in a home that's successful. It's it, there's abundance in your in your home. Right. Partner, many met partner. Well, whatever. You're living in a home that's that has abundance because of your partner. Right? Oh, okay. Right. Partner has done the work, and now you're basking in the the rewards of what that person is doing, bro. If I ever make it to the point where I mean, my wife is already not having to work, so that there's that. Yeah. But I'm never gonna hold my wife accountable, or you know, to her. Oh, I make this. Mo-. No, what I do, I do it for both of us, and that's ours. Why? Why is it that women can feel comfortable in their man's success, but men can't do it, vice versa? Oh, my man works. My wife, my mm-hmm. man takes care of me. It's a, it's a, a beautiful thing, but uh, vice versa. Vice versa, bro. I cannot. Just like Manny said, I can't wait for Crystal to make OD money. Okay, he needs to hold the craziest wall pockets. <laughs> Bro, I cannot wait for that YouTube ad revenue for Carmen to come through. I'm going to be, I, I keep saying it, I'm going to be living on, this video is sponsored by HelloFresh. Ooh, ooh, that's going to pay my rent, bro. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to be mad about it either. You pay your mortgage. Because, right, I'm a homeowner. Anyway, she's going to do that. And I believe in her. Of course. And guess what? I'm not going to be intimidated by that because either I can do my own thing, I can help her, or I can applaud her. But never feel intimidated by something that she does. Again, I, I'm with Manny on this. It's it's so strange the concept that, oh, you're doing good. What about me? Yeah. What about you, bro? Well, you're not. You, you're. You are not behind her. You're there with her. You're there with her. This is just her thing. Unless, and there's there's another thing. Unless, her success could have been. Because you helped her out too, and you let her do it all by herself, and now you're seeing, damn, I could have been a participator in her success. Well, she had to figure that all on her own. That's a whole different thing. All it takes is support. That's all. It Legit. Is. All it does. All it takes is support, and 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 not and not like and real support, not just I support you. Now I'm gonna shout you out on Instagram, whatever. No, no, no. But, like, real support, like, even if that means, like, for example, like, my wife is out of lash tech stuff, you need glue, I got you. Let's order this glue. He says that because his wife is a lash tech. But, yeah, go ahead. Yes, sir. Um, It's the little things. It is the little things. Bro, Carmen, um, she would be the simplest thing. Hey, babe, what do you think about this thumbnail for the YouTube video? And I'm like, okay, I'll give my opinion. She almost never listens to me. But but I digress. Um, I I give her my opinion. She says, "Okay, I could do this. I could do that. That's cool." But even that, bro. Even because I'm gonna go back to the trauma part of things. Supporting someone who maybe wasn't supported by their parents, maybe your wife didn't have the support of of her dad when she was growing up. Right. That can mean to her. Uh, she doesn't need you to lift a finger. Just be there for her. Just say. Baby, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Maybe her love language is words of affirmation. Right. Go ahead and give her what she needs because maybe your words of affirmation might go ahead and be the motivator, the boost that she needs to be the successful woman that she's going to be. And in the process, break that ter- that generational chain. Exactly. Bro, I've seen women that have, and, and men, by the way, I have seen women who have gone through terrible childhoods no father, no mother, uh, growing up, you know, and 
Hey, Crystal, yo, don't. <laughs> Listen, just pay attention to what I'm about to say, all right? Uh, <laughs> Manny Crystal are going at it. Anyway, um, so men and women who have grown up with poor leadership, poor parenting, or not lack of parenting, and then they try to do something in life growing up, the support of their husband or wife is all they need to make it work. Because now they're getting this, this, this fuel, this, this love that they never really had. I'm like, oh, I can be loved in this way? Oh, I can be loved unconditionally? Oh, I can have my support of my partner in this area? Hell yeah, I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I would, I'm just going to say this. We can move on to the next point after this. I would rather my wife be successful in part because of me and not in spite of me. Not because, you know, I'd rather help her than she doing, doing it even <coughs> if I didn't help her. Mm-hmm. That's just me. That's a great way to end. Next point. Next point. Um, A man will do his best to keep you forever. A man will never give up on you. As compared to a boy who, when things get tough, he he puts on his best Forrest Gump impression. I just, said, I just did it with my head. What? The Forrest Gump <laughs> Run, Forrest, run. Yeah, listen. All right. So, this is when you can see a red flag in a, in a dating situation. And you don't want to involve yourself, uh, maritally speaking, with somebody who does little to nothing to keep you. Mm-hmm. If he's okay with losing you, there, sh- there shouldn't be a reason you entertain that. Which is why people ask me, what is the purpose of marriage? Like, for men. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, if anything, marriage should serve you to know whether or not you really want to be with this person. Are you okay with another man marrying her? If you're so against marriage that you're willing to let that happen, then don't even, don't waste that person's time. This does involve change. It does. It, it involves improvement of character over time. It, it involves a progression, not a regression of character. Exactly. It involves you looking at yourself in the mirror and saying... If I do not change this, I can lose this person. What isn't transformed is transferred. So, and that eventually, you know, eventually you're just, you're not only just a husband, but eventually you'll be somebody's father. Exactly. And the last thing you want is to transfer your red flags over to. So, so this is actually a pet peeve that I've had with many guys that I've seen. And I hate that. You know what, whatever. It's, it's, it's a pet peeve that I've had with many guys that I see, okay? They are so okay with losing their wives, losing their girls, whatever you want to call it, that very easily fixable character traits, mm-hmm. they are reluctant to help to fix it. Mm-hmm. It's like they'd rather stay who they are, even if it costs them their relationship. And a real man wouldn't do that. A, a real and we're not we're we're not saying that you should just change your fundamental personality right. just because unless it's a bad personality in that case yeah change it. In but, that case you need therapy. Exactly. Uh which therapy is a good thing guys. Just going to put that out there. Therapy is a good thing. Anyway, um just because your wife is asking you to change a few things about you to improve to that doesn't mean that she's trying to change who you are. She's just trying to make you a better man. Again, if you chose mm. properly. Because there might be women who want to manipulate you into doing that. But the case that we're talking about right now, there are certain issues with the way that you behave. 
certain issues with the way how you talk to your wife, how you address her, how you and I keep going back between boyfriend and and, and, and husband here. Yeah. And I feel like that's because I I don't see a good man staying with a with a woman and not marrying her. You know, I don't see that happening. I see that growing into marriage, something blessed by God, a, a, a union backed and blessed by God. Anyway, back to my point. If you do not make the necessary adjustments to the way that you address your wife, to the way that you act, you behave, you're risking losing that person. And if you're okay with that, should you even be with that person to begin with? Nope. And that kind of goes to show... And you know, and I, I hope I hope Manny and Crystal don't get mad. I mean, <laughs> what? no, no, not because no, not because of anything. But like yesterday, when she posted the video that she posted on on her Instagram and her and her TikTok, I cried a little bit. Yeah, about yeah. how you know, it's it, it's hard. You know that she was saying, "Would you still love me if I wasn't able to basically be all of these?" Bro, number, I'm about to get emotional again, bro. I'm thinking of, about that video. Oh my god! All of these things for you and. I mean, I reposted it because I repost everything that she posts because yeah. she's literally like a superhero, and L- literally a superhero. Yeah, and I reposted it with the verse of First Corinthians three seven, where it says, "Love never gives up. Mm. Love never f- never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures to every circumstance." Right. And if you made that promise to your wife on that altar, man, you gotta be, you gotta be, like the first one. Your yes. Gotta be yes. Your I do gotta be I do. Yeah. Not I do, but no. It's an I do or you don't. In there's sickness, no, there's no, there's no maybe. In sickness or in health, if your wife, unfortunately, for whatever reason, gets sick and she can no longer meet you in a sexual, you're still, you still gotta be there. Yeah, and you know that it's crazy because in that video, the the stat that she said that one out of every five men leave. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know. I'm not going to sit here and pat myself on the back because there's no, no reason for that. But I'm, I just cannot conceive me abandoning the person who I love more than anything. No matter what? No matter what. I, I cannot conceive not being there for her in her worst time. And I failed my wife in many ways. You mm-hmm. know? But when it, when it comes to like, this might be the last few moments I have with her. And it, it doesn't even come to the point of what can you do for me. It's com- it comes to the point of don't go. It's like, let's, you know, let's enjoy possibly the last few moments. Thank God it wasn't, you know, that case. Mm-hmm. But you, you never know. And I've seen so many couples, bro, who take time for granted. And, yeah. and they forget that life is fleeting. I've seen marriages that should have lasted 25 years last five years because that person, one of them dies or something happens. And it's like, where is... The, the, the realization that time is not an abundant thing. Not everybody has the luxury of dying old together, mm-hmm. of growing old together. Mm-hmm. That's that that can be taken away from you in a, in a heartbeat. My father, he I remember when when I was um thirteen he had a heart attack. A few years ago or a year ago he had a stroke. And it just reminds me of I'm gonna grow old sooner mm-hmm. or later. We're not gonna be together forever. Like there's gonna be one of us is gone, mm-hmm. you know, and that's even if they um, that's even if I make it because again I'm in one of the most dangerous lines of work in this country. Yeah, truck driving. They, there could be there could be a moment that a, a driver cuts me off. I react, Something try not, happens. and then that's it. It happens all the time, and 
I don't want to waste my life trying to do to prove something that is not even worth it when all I have to do is be there in and, the moment. And these are circumstances sometimes that are out of out of our controls. But in the case of where you have you have the ability to do something about it now. Yeah. Like I tell you, like I tell everybody who's in a who is in a pretty good, you know, just healthy relationship where everything is not so so bad and everything. I'm like, really, just appreciate the time. Like, spend time with your wife. Be with her. Be with her. When you when you analyze time, how short it is, mm-hmm. you become very sober to the fact that you have to be there. Because Hannah just commented that her brother. Lost um his you know his fiance. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm sure how long ago that was, but they were young. Yeah, barely in their twenties. Just young. just falling in love, probably. What is who expects to lose their loved one at such a young age? Absolutely nobody. nobody. Everybody expects to make it to to old. Everybody expects to grow together to see to see the white hairs come through to see the wrinkles come of through. Of course, and these are all things that I told my wife. I'm gonna celebrate all of it. She has a couple white hairs in her head, and I'm like, "That's because of you." I can't. They're from you. <laughs> it is because of me. <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait until they're all white because that means that we grew old together. I'm not afraid of of, of aging. No. The only reason I'm afraid, uh, I'm a little bit afraid of aging, because I know that means that eventually one of us is not gonna be here. Right. So that's the only thing, you know. But with that being said. Um, if we live to grow old, that is irrelevant. If right now I don't do what it takes to keep my wife, mm-hmm. because it's not even you know we take we took the drastic example of losing someone, but it could just be negligence that drives her away from me, and I don't want to be that person. I don't want that to happen. So a real man will do everything that he can in his power to make sure that he doesn't drive you away from your hands. And. I think this is a direct sign for just anybody who's listening to this moment right now. Like, if you have any quarrel with your spouse, like, just whatever it is, find it in you to talk about it and fix your issues. Don't let pride get in the way. That's that's my biggest my biggest suggestion. Pride is only good for one thing, and that's destroying a marriage. And unless that's what you intend to do with it, don't do it. Don't use it. It's Bro. not a good tool. It's not a good friend. It is not a good advice giver. Bro, the first four disciples of Jesus were fishermen. Every time they threw that net out there, it didn't always come back to them in one piece. It mm-hmm. came back tore and it came back broken or whatever. Yeah. They didn't throw the net away. They mended it together themselves with their hands and they threw it back out there. Mm-hmm. Don't just because it's their lives a little tear right now doesn't mean that it's useless. Bro, there could be a giant tear. The fact that there's still some fabric there means that you can sew it back together. You can sew it back together. So please don't let... Pr- Listen, I don't care what it is that he did or she did. Unless it's like divorce level stuff, you know, and whatever. Unless if you'll be betrayed. That's an extreme example, but... And even then, if you feel... Yeah, fight for it. Fight for it. Don't don't listen to anyone's opinion. Everyone else's opinion is irrelevant. Yeah. Compared to, to what you have to say. It's your life. Exactly. So. It's your marriage. Yeah. But with that being said, um, it doesn't matter what it is there's again be empathetic empathy is the quickest path to forgiveness Mm -hmm. understand what happened put yourself in that person's shoes and understand that you do not have a lot of time you don't have time to fight bro i i was talking to a really really old guy he they're still married thank god and he's hispanic and he and i asked him like yo 
be honest with me. What do you regret the most? He told me all the time we spent fighting. He said, I remember all of the good times. I remember none of the fights. Yet the fights took up so much time. The sink, two years. Two years. I'm a, I'll, I'll remember that sink forever. But, but he said, the fights were insignificant. Mm-hmm. It would have been for the dumbest things, and it would just be because one of us was too prideful to either apologize or to do what we had to do. But that's it. But we would fight so much in our early years, and then a little bit less in our old. And now we're the bestest of friends. We could have had this from the beginning. And I regret spending all that time fighting because now my wife, she's old. She doesn't move as fast as she used to. Mm -hmm. I can't see as good as I used to. And we're not going to be here for too much longer. I wish the time that we had that we have would have not been spent on fighting. And I'm like, yo, that's straight up true. So if right now you're somebody who's who's living with uh, somebody that you're upset at, I'm not telling you to just go, oh, I'm sorry. No. Analyze mm-hmm. if you want to be with this person for the rest of your life and realize that that is a, a, not that much time. And ask yourself the same question that Carmen asked you. What was it? Do you... Do you not want this household to be... To look good. Do you want this good. household to feel good? Do you not want me to be happy? happy? Exactly. And just, to, I'm going to give a quick... um, Because I feel like we should go into the question for today, after this point. We could do a part two next week. Yeah, that's fine. But um, just to wrap this up, to give you a perspective on how short time is. In exactly 22 days... COVID-19 would have been four years ago. It started in 2020? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it was yesterday. It does. In, in, in less than a month, COVID would have been four years ago. So let that tell you how quick time goes by. Mm-hmm. And let that tell you whether or not you have a lot of time to, to, to give pride a seat in your marriage you mm-hmm. don't got that luxury man listen man as a man pride might have served you as a defense in another life but it doesn't work here Mm-mm. that barrier that you put up because of trauma or whatever in your past life it might have served you as a defense mechanism it might have helped you it might have but in marriage it does nothing but destroy yeah so your the question for today this question is a little bit it's sad but let's talk about it Hey, fellas, my husband and I got into it recently. He told me straight up that my wife, that my mother, his mother, I can't read today, that his mother will always come first, even after she's dead. There's no way that he would put me above her. I'm not even asking for a higher position. I'm just asking to be treated as a wife. How do I go about this? After she's dead is crazy. Yeah, after she's dead is crazy. Ridiculous. Um, Sometimes men just be saying stuff, bro. They do just be saying stuff, but it go, it always goes back to just. I get it, you know, raised by a single mom most of the time. I get, I get the standard, and I get putting your mom on a certain level of she's not replaceable, and by no means, because at the end of the day, your mom is your mom, and your wife is your wife. They're not the same, and they'll never be the same. They might share certain things, like they love you and they care about you, but they will never be the same, and you cannot treat them the same. I don't... All right. I I can't see it, bro. 
It's like, maybe it's because I never even met my grandmother on my dad's side. And I never saw my, you know, any interaction between them. But I just cannot conceive putting any other person's well-being, mental health, emotional health, above my wife's. I just cannot see myself doing it. And the reason I say that is because I am not disqualifying my mother from having the spot that she's always had in my life, which is my mother. I love her to death. And the amount that I love her did not diminish when I got married. I don't love her any less. I just love her differently. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to priority, this is where we mess it up. When it comes to priority, your priority is to whom you promise eternal love, whom you promise to take care of, whom you promise to be there for, to be her man. Because here's a sad reality. If all goes well in an ideal world, it's going to be your wife holding her hand at the end of your life. Yeah. And this is the only relationship where I think that your actions directly influence her, you know, how that relationship goes. Because with your mom, you can do no wrong in her eyes. She might kick you out the house. She might whatever, but you're always going to be her son. Yeah. Well, the woman who has any value, any self-respect, you mess up once in a really messed up way, and you'll be put out and possibly not be coming back. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's why a lot of men tend to put their mothers above their wives. Right. And that's just wrong. Bro, not even your kids should come before your wife. No. Not even them. No friends, no parents, no kids. Your spouse. Because here's the thing. I've noticed that when you have a good relationship with your wife or your husband and you treat each other how you're supposed to be treating each other, all your other relationships benefit off of that union. For example, let's talk about your kids. If your kids are being put first, meaning uh, put my kids to bed first, uh, our whole lives revolve around these kids and we give ourselves the little bit of time that we have at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's going to create a lack of unity in your marriage. And when the, the kids see a lack of unity between mom and dad, there's going to be chaos in the marriage. However, if you make your spouse a priority, even with children, it can be hard, mm-hmm. but even if you do it, your children are now going to benefit from the unity, the harmony that we see between mom and dad. Friends, if you put your friends before your spouse, which I've seen it happen too, what's going to happen is they're going to have the idea that they can now give an opinion as to what ha- can happen in your marriage. Mm. They're going to be entitled. And then that's going to cause resentment in the other party because who the hell do they think they are to tell me? Yeah, now you feel like you, you as the, the person who's being resented, now you feel like you're literally taking a back seat exactly. to your friends, to the, the, the spouse's friend. Precisely. Now, a back seat in your own marriage... That's insane. Why is somebody else sitting in the... Not even the... You should be in the driver's seat. Yeah. And now you're not even in the passenger seat. Nope. You're, you're almost in the trunk. Yeah. And, and and whereas if you were to have a good harmonious relationship with your in your marriage, nobody else comes before that woman or that man, now you can set boundaries. Now your friends know. What days do we never hang out? Saturdays. Why do we never hang out on Saturdays? Because those are you and Carmen's Because those are my days with my wife because I work every day and I have one day where it's just my... Do we make exceptions to that rule sometimes? Sure. Rarely. 
rarely. But, but, but even then, it's 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 like her. Exactly. It's like if I'm ever gonna do something on a Saturday with another person, my wife is gonna be there. Yeah. Just because I don't get that much time with her. And I have to put that boundary. Do you ever get mad when I say Saturday's my day with my wife? Before, probably, but I get it now. Why? Because as marriages, we have to learn how to give our spouses time. Right. The boys, the boys are always going to be there. The good ones. The good ones. They're going to understand. No, no, he's doing good. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. No, I, I understand. Yeah. However, even your parents, you have to learn how to set boundaries with your parents. Your mother is not your girlfriend. And I say that because a lot of women raise men like they're their boyfriends. They they just shape them to be the man that they wish they had. Mm-hmm. And then when another woman comes into their life, they cannot conceive that woman being that man's priority. Especially yep. since I'm the one who who fed him. I'm the one who and they won't, him. And many times they won't accept even if it is a good woman. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that happen. Just because the standard now is like, oh, if, it's, if, if your girlfriend is not anything like the extreme love, the unconditional motherly love that I give you, then it's not for you, son. Yeah, and I bet that this woman is a single mother, by the way. Because that usually women who are single mothers have that inappropriate and unhealthy attachment to their sons. Because mm-hmm. if they had a man, they want that kid out the house as soon as possible. Yeah. Single you know? boy moms are, are very... Attached. Yeah. And it's sad, but it's not always the case. No. For example, your mom. Yeah. It was never really like that. And I could see a good relationship between you and your mom. She's very sage in her advice towards you. But she, but one thing I love about her, do what you're gonna do anyway. Do whatever you're gonna do. Hey, that's a. I wouldn't go down that path, but what do I know? You're a grown man. Yeah. Type thing. And if this man is so attached to his mom, you y'all need therapy. First and, and foremost. And to set that boundary, because honestly, I feel like this guy's just romanticizing his lack of boundaries at this point. Even when she's dead, bro. My mom comes before nothing, before anyone. Yeah, that's wild to say. I feel like he was just trying to hurt your feelings at that point. <laughs> because why that's would you say That's how wild it sounds. Bro, that's, that, that comment was strictly unnecessary. It was not called it for. It was. Nobody asked for that. <laughs> uh, well, to answer the question, you ask where do you make the situation. Be gracious. Again, it sucks that you don't have to talk about this, but I say... Empathy is the shortest path to forgiveness. Maybe try to understand where this man has been through, where, where this man has been, what he's going through. And let him know that you're not willing to play second fiddle to his mother. And and don't try to compete. Don't try to compete with it. It shouldn't mother. be a competition. They're it not, shouldn't. It's not the same type of love. It shouldn't. But it, many times we do get stuck in, 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 in the comparison and we try to one-up. In Greek, bro. In Greek. There's the the word love is translated into different, you know, uh, words. Mm-hmm. For example, unconditional love, sacrificial love, agape. Sexual type love, like romantic love. I got a whole different definition Eros. for agape. No, but that's basically if you translate, that's what it means. Um, uh, sexual love, or you know, that type of romantic romantic love with your wife, eros. Eros. Fraternal love. Like you know, you I love you, phileos. Mm-hmm. 
you're not even it's it's love, but it's different kinds it's different of kinds love. Different kinds of love. And every person deserves mm-hmm. their own type of love, wherever it's appropriate. I'm not asking you to compete. I'm just telling you, you're you you have a priority in this man's life. If he doesn't see that, y- y'all need to have a serious and long conversation. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. That might turn out how you want it to. That might not turn out how you want it to. I suggest y'all seek professional help because... I think he needs it because... Yeah, but maybe... You see how people take therapy, like just him and then both of them? Yeah. So I suggest that because what, what ends up happening is nobody's a prophet in their own land. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can tell him everything that he needs to hear, but the fact that it's coming from you mm-hmm. is going to be an issue because why are you telling me this? Why are you trying to get in the way of me and my mom? Which is a weird statement to begin with. Oh, you know, maybe he's he's had other women in his life betray him, and the only one that didn't betray him was his, was his mother. You need to go through all of that. You need to unpack that. But at the end of the day, if you're not a priority, your marriage is not going to last very long. That's all I'm going to say. Amen. All right, man. That was this. That was today's episode. Stay uncomfortable. Definitely, we're gonna. We got a few more points here to take care of. So, stay tuned for part two part next two. week. Yeah, we're gonna try to do it on Thursday again. Again, my schedule is very fluctuating. You know, so yeah. Let's try to do it on Thursday next week. For all those that are on the live right now, you can follow us on Instagram at Stay Uncomfortable Pod underscore. No underscore Stay, stay Uncomfortable, uncomfortable pod. pod. There you go. All underscore. Together. Underscore Stay Uncomfortable Pod. You can go and follow us there. And um, we're going to be live next week. That's pretty much all I have to say. Yes, sir. So y'all take it easy, and this was Stay Uncomfortable.